0: don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best Bitcoin articles, well let us read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. Alright crew, welcome back to the Crypto Economy Podcast. We are closing out our week on bitcoin's proof of work and energy efficiency or inefficiency whichever you want to call it um and uh today um for the end of the week we are going to read one from dan held which you can find him on the twitter tag at d-a-n-h-e-l-d uh but his uh his name is spelled Heldel Heldl, Hel- 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 like the, the Holdl version of Held. <laughs> um, but this one is titled uh, Proof of Work is Efficient. And uh, yeah, this one's, this one's a much more fun, less technical one than the ones by Laurent MT. But I thought they were a great foundation to start off with. And then we were, uh, we're hitting Dan's today, Proof of Work is Efficient. So, let's go ahead and jump in. Most people think Bitcoin's proof-of-work is, quote, wasteful. In this article, I explore how everything is energy, money is energy, energy usage is subjective, and proof-of-work's energy costs relative to existing governance systems. This article is a collection of direct thoughts from many individuals in the space. My value add was in the aggregation, distillation, and combination of narratives. To enjoy this article in its fullest, I recommend listening to these songs while reading. Fury and Goat Mountain by Low Skill or Rain Geometries by H-U-V-A Network. Note. I'd like to caveat that I'm not saying the current implementation of proof of work is perfect, nor that it won't be replaced by a more optimal proof of work or proof of stake. Work is energy. The idea of work being energy started when the French mathematician Gaspard Gustave de Coriolis introduced the idea of energy being work done. A long time ago, the work done in the economy was entirely human. That work was powered by food. About a million years ago, humans stumbled across fire. As a result, the energy available to us increased because now we could keep warm not just from what we ate, but also from burning. So this added energy usage improved our standard of living. Some thousands of years ago, our energy usage increased still further when we domesticated animals. Animals could labor in our place. Those new laborers also had to be fed. Large amounts of food were required to meet the energy demand, and our prosperity increased alongside. In the last few hundred years, we built great machines. Those mechanized machines produced work first from sources like water and wind, and then the cheaper sources like coal and gas, and now from nuclear sources, fission and fusion. Both machines and nature produce work through the utilization of energy. We have an economy based not on money, but on work and energy. All things in our lives are closely linked to the price of energy. Purifying water requires energy. Transporting products requires energy. Manufacturing products requires energy. Cooking requires energy. Refrigerators and freezers require energy. In a free market, the cost of any good largely reflects the energy used in producing that good. Because free markets encourage the lowest-priced goods, the energy used in producing any good is minimized money which is the representation of the work required to generate goods and services can also be viewed as stored energy begin chart energy consumption versus world gdp in 2010 dollars 1965 to 2016. we see a linear increase where as the energy consumption increases Uh, The GDP in the trillions does as well, starting from somewhere around 14, 15, 16-ish, upwards to nearly $80 trillion in 2016. End chart. In the early 20th century, industry leaders like Henry Ford and Thomas Edison were interested in replacing gold or the dollar with, quote, the energy dollar or units of energy a commodity-slash-energy currency. The concept was popular due to its sound money characteristics, including a well-defined unit of account, easy measurement, not easily counterfeited, divisibility into smaller units, and fungibility, that these units would be equivalent to any other unit. However, energy money was flawed. It could not be transmitted or stored easily. Proof of work. Quote, that in order to make a man or woman covet a thing, it is only necessary to make the thing difficult to attain. Quote. Mark Twain Fast forward to October 31st, 2008. Satoshi publishes the Bitcoin white paper. Bitcoin's proof of work was originally invented as a measure against email spam, Only later did Satoshi adapt it to be used in digital cash. What proof-of-work mining does under the hood is use dedicated machines, ASICs, to convert electricity into bitcoins via the block reward. The machine repeatedly performs hash operations, guesses or votes, until it solves a cryptographic puzzle and receives bitcoins, the block reward. The solution to the puzzle proves that the miner spent energy in the form of ASICs and electricity, a proof that a miner put in work. Bitcoin has a capitalistic voting mechanism. Money risked, votes gained, through the energy and ASICs used to generate hashes, Hugo Nguyen. When Satoshi designed proof of work, he was fundamentally changing how consensus between humans is formed from political votes to apolitical votes, or hashes, via the conversion of energy. Proof of work is proof of burn, or the validation that energy was burnt. Why is that important? It's the most simplistic and fair way for the physical world to validate something in the digital world. Proof of work is about physics, not code. Bitcoin is a super commodity minted from energy, the fundamental commodity of the universe. Proof-of-work transmutes electricity into digital gold. The Bitcoin ledger can only be immutable if and only if it is costly to produce. The fact that proof-of-work is costly is a feature, not a bug. Until very recently, securing something meant building a thick physical wall around whatever is deemed valuable. The new world of cryptocurrency is unintuitive and weird. There are no physical walls to protect our money, no doors to access our vaults. Bitcoin's public ledger is secured by its collective hashing power, the sum of all energy expended to build the wall. And through its transparent, costly design, it would take an equivalent amount of energy to tear it down. Unforgeable costliness. Energy consumption. The crypto apocalypse is coming. Bitcoin's proof of work is so bad that it's going to destroy the world in 2020. You may have noticed that most of the Doomsday articles were based on the results of an analysis provided by Alex DeVries a financial economist and blockchain specialist working for PwC Netherlands and the author of the site Economist, His estimation has already received a fair share of criticism due to its poor energy consumption calculation, but the KPI of his choosing was intentionally misleading. The electricity consumption per transaction for several reasons. The energy spent is per block, which can have a varying number of transactions. More transactions does not mean more energy. The economic density of a transaction is always increasing. Batching, SegWit, Lightning, etc. As Bitcoin becomes more of a settlement network, each unit of energy is securing exponentially more and more economic value. The average cost per transaction isn't an adequate metric for measuring the efficiency of Bitcoin's proof of work. It should be defined in terms of the security of an economic history. The energy spend secures the stock of Bitcoin and that the percentage is going down over time as inflation increases. A Bitcoin, quote, accumulates the energy associated with all the blocks mined since its creation. Laurent MT, a researcher, has found empirically that Bitcoin's proof of work is indeed becoming more efficient over time. Increasing cost is counterbalanced by the even greater increasing total value secured by the system. Now that we know what the right KPI is for return on investment on energy consumption, let's take a look at how energy costs are trending for Bitcoin's proof of work. The rate of ASIC efficiency improvement is slowing. As efficiency gains slow, we can expect an increase in manufacturer competition as margins narrow. Begin graphics. Associated graph of the mining difficulty level the nanometer chips that are available in the market and the year uh, to correspond, as well as the uh, hash rate, hashes per second, watts, and efficiency uh, of hash rate costs throughout each year on average from 2009 to 2018. End Graphics. All-in mining cost will shift from the upfront accessibility cost of ASIC hardware, CAPEX, to the ongoing energy costs to operate, OPEX. Since the physical location of mining centers is not important to the Bitcoin network, they're movable, miners flock to areas generating surplus electricity for the lowest marginal costs. In the long run, this has the potential to produce more efficient worldwide energy markets with Bitcoin miners performing an arbitrage of electricity between global centers. The cost of Bitcoin mining becomes the lowest excess value of electricity. This may solve a problem with renewable energy sources that have predictable capacity that's otherwise wasted, like hydro and flared methane. In the future, Bitcoin mining could help with renewable energy sources that have variable output. Energy producers can plug in miners and store the excess power as Bitcoin. Aluminum was a popular means of exporting electricity from a country with abundant renewable energy resources that are stranded. For example, Iceland. Smelting bauxite, aka aluminum ore, has huge energy requirements, and converting that into aluminum is a one-way function, just like a hash. The same concerns about, quote, unfair energy consumption existed for aluminum nearly 40 years ago, in 1979, including concerns of centralization. All of these companies constantly scoured the planet for cheap power and other concessions. As aluminum manufacturing matured over the decades, the kilowatt-hour per kilogram of aluminum produced became more efficient. Begin charts. We have uh, uh, electric energy consumption of aluminum from 1900 to 2000 in a uh, small figure by kilowatt-hour per kilogram, and then we have the efficiency percentage next to it from 1900 to 2000 for just aluminum uh, current energy efficiency. They both show a um, gradual and tapering uh, increase in efficiency uh, or energy efficiency over the period of that uh, 100 years consistently. End charts. Quote, this global energy net liberates stranded assets and makes new ones viable. Imagine a 3D topographical map of the world with cheap energy hotspots being lower and expensive energy being higher. I imagine Bitcoin mining being akin to a glass of water poured over the surface, settling in the nooks and crannies and smoothing it all out. End quote. Nick Carter. Bitcoin's proof-of-work is the buyer of last resort for all electricity, creating a floor that incentivizes the building of new energy-producing plants around disparate energy sources that would have otherwise been left untapped. When will the energy used for proof-of-work stop growing? Precisely when enough energy producers have started doing proof-of-work directly that the marginal return from burning a kilowatt-hour of energy through proof-of-work, the marginal return from selling that kilowatt-hour to the grid, when the premium on proof-of-work is reduced to zero. I call this equilibrium the Nakamoto point. I suspect proof-of-work will use between 1 to 10% of the world's energy when this equilibrium is reached." End quote. Dhruv Bansal Some complain that Bitcoin mining doesn't accomplish, quote, anything useful, like finding prime numbers. While introducing a secondary reward for doing the work might seem like a virtuous idea, it actually introduces a security risk. Splitting the reward can lead to a situation where, quote, it's more worthwhile to do the secondary function than it is to do the primary function. Even if the secondary function was innocuous, like a heater, instead of an expected $100 per X hashes, we'd move to 100 plus 5 of heat per X hashes. The mining heater is just another increase in hardware efficiency, resulting in a higher difficulty and an increase in energy used per block. Luckily, Bitcoin will never have this problem as its security is guaranteed by the purity of its proof of work algorithm. Note, Bitcoin is already doing something immensely useful for society. Mining wouldn't be profitable if it wasn't. And it isn't rational to ask miners to perform a function that is altruistic without incentives. Relative costs. Everything requires energy, first law of thermodynamics. Claiming that one use of energy is more or less wasteful than another is completely subjective since all users have paid market rate to utilize that electricity. Quote, If people find that electricity worth paying for, the electricity has not been wasted. Those who expend this electricity are rewarded with the Bitcoin currency. End quote. Amas. In thermodynamics, The universe is the ultimate closed system. Bitcoin's utilization of the excess electrical capacity consumes magnitudes less electricity than existing fiat systems, which not only have to power requirements for banking infrastructure, but the military and political machina. The energy trade-off for the utilization of that electricity to secure the financial system's backbone is a net positive outcome. Below, I make a rough comparison to the existing financial, military, and political systems. Notes are at the bottom of the article. Begin table. Gold mining. Yearly cost, $105 billion. Energy used, 475 million gigajoules. Gold recycling. $40 billion cost, 25 million gigajoules used. Paper currency and minting, $28 billion, 39 million gigajoules used. The banking system, $1,870 billion, or $1.87 trillion. 2.34 billion gigajoules used. Governments, $27.6 trillion yearly cost. billion gigajoules used. Bitcoin mining, 4.5 billion dollars, 183 million gigajoules used. End table. Type 1 Civilization. In the hunt for cheap energy sources, we will unlock greater economic abundance in the real world. Bitcoin, through the harnessing of these new or disparate energy sources, not only moves us forward to a Kardashev type one economy, but may bring us closer to a Kardashev type one energy civilization. We're approximately 0.72 on the Kardashev scale. With Bitcoin mining as an incentive, it may shrink the time we get to T1 from 200 years to less than a few decades. After reaching type 1 status, there is less of a need to restrict the growth of energy consumption, which increases the standard of living for everyone. The pressure to find cheap electricity sources will accelerate the effort to build fusion reactors. Nature is showing the way, powering the whole universe with nuclear fusion. Stars. Humans are in the process of emulating nature by building fusion reactors. It is estimated that it will take roughly $80 billion in research over decades to finally unlock nuclear fusion. The fuel for fusion, primarily deuterium, exists abundantly in the Earth's ocean, which can potentially supply the world's energy needs for millions of years. Fusion power has many of the benefits of renewable energy sources, such as being a long-term energy supply and emitting no greenhouse gases or air pollution. Fusion could provide very high power generation density and uninterrupted power delivery. Another aspect of fusion energy is that the cost of production does not suffer from diseconomies of scale. The cost of water and wind energy, for example, goes up as the optimal locations are developed first, while further generators must be sited in less ideal conditions. With fusion energy, the production costs will not increase much, even if large numbers of stations are built, because the raw resource, seawater, is abundant and widespread. Quote, water, water everywhere, nor any drop to drink. End quote. Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Fusion power and other cheaper energy sources will solve major problems for humanity, like fresh water shortages. We're surrounded by seawater, but desalination stations, which remove salt from the seawater, require large amounts of energy. Costs of desalinating seawater are currently higher than freshwater, groundwater, water recycling, and water conservation. Humankind's will to explore up the mountains, down to the sea floors, to the heart of the atom, to the very fabric of space time, to grow, not to be stifled by a limit to energy we will reach for the stars. So is the trustless settlement of $1.34 trillion between counterparties annually with the added benefit of cheaper energy for all worth the $4.5 billion in current mining costs? I think the answer is a resounding yes. All right, and there we have Dan Heldel. Uh, his his uh, piece on uh, the energy consumption. Uh, and you, you'll you notice, um, particularly with the number of the ones that we've read on the podcast, this is kind of an amalgamation of a lot of other writing on the topic. Uh, there was a specific section in which uh, uh, he was explaining the main points of part one of Laurent MT series on proof of work that we just read. Uh, so I thought this all kind of went in line, and it was more of a... Uh, high level explanation of uh and some fun uh, thought experiments on you know fusion energy and renewable energy consumption and how uh, uh there's a part in there that i think andreas hits really good in a youtube a couple of different youtube videos actually about how bitcoin is the is a natural incentive for just like was uh explained in this article um for sourcing out the Uh, the disparate, um, inconsistent, and difficult to utilize energy sources out there that basically just get wasted now because the cost of trying to utilize them or the inconsistency of their existence um, or of their production makes them impossible to economically uh, make use of. And Bitcoin changes that, the proof-of-work mechanism, is completely independent of where it is the environment the climate whether it's at the bottom of the ocean or up in the atmosphere it's all it's all re- irrelevant. as long as you can get a computer and an internet connection that can handle one megabyte blocks which is not that hard um, thanks to the light um, security light nimble security of the underlying protocol uh, you can mine anywhere in the world or in space, just as long as you're not ten light minutes away, uh, you can pretty much get it done. So, I thought that was a I thought that was a really good one to hit, um, and I really like. I don't even know. I remember this one. Let me see that uh, quote by Nick Carter. Let's see where this goes. Um, media coverage, how to critique Bitcoin, visions of Bitcoin. I'm not sure what quote that article is from because it doesn't link to a specific article, it just links to Nick Carter's Medium page. But the quote, I thought this was really good, and I hadn't heard this until I saw this in Dan Heldel's uh, aggregated article here on all these topics. But it says, this global energy net liberates stranded assets and makes new ones viable. Imagine a 3D topographical map of the world with cheap energy hotspots being lower and expensive energy being higher. I imagine Bitcoin mining being akin to a glass of water poured over the surface, settling in the nooks and crannies and smoothing it all out. I thought that was a really, really good quote. Um, and he has a, uh, I think it's actually from his uh, article, if I'm not mistaken. Either that, it's from Bitcoin Chance and Randomness. I don't want to get the attribution to this here. Oh, no, this is The Anatomy of Proof of Work. This is by uh, Hugo Nguyen. Um, uh, proof of Work is the bridge between the digital and the physical. I thought that was a really, really great point, and I don't think... This is The Anatomy of Proof of Work. I don't think I've read this one on the podcast yet. I have this in my folder, I know. I don't know. I'll, I'll look at that, and I think I have permission from Hugo. I think I have reached out to him about this, so we will see I might read his two parts on the proof of work as well um but uh we will go ahead and close this one here don't forget to check out Dan Heldel. he's uh I've been pretty active on Twitter lately and I've been enjoying his posts um so uh that's at D-A-N-H-E-L-D is actually his tag but his name is D-L spelled like Holdle. so uh Uh, Check him out on Twitter and I will obviously link to the Medium page as well as just straight to uh, his Twitter profile um, so that you can check it out and follow him in both of those places. Uh, Also, don't forget to drop some applause on his article if you enjoyed that one. All right, guys, um, uh, follow me at The Crypto Economy. Don't miss any more of The Crypto Economy podcast. We have stuff every day hitting uh, from the best reads in the Bitcoin and crypto space. So subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter and Medium and uh, Mastodon as well, all at The Crypto Economy. Um, Make sure you stay up to date on all of it and don't miss the best stuff going on in the crypto economy space. All right, guys, uh, if you would like to support the show, leave me a review, share it with all of your friends, donate a couple of bucks to help me pay for my coffee, so that I don't lose my voice uh, while doing this <laughs> and uh, uh, keep me awake while I'm at the computer reading stuff about Bitcoin all day, every day. And um, of course, you can also buy a Trezor through my affiliate link, and that'll send a couple bucks my way uh, and help out the show. Um, thank you guys so much to everyone who has donated and shared and done all that stuff. And thank you for listening. This is the Crypto Economy podcast. I will catch you all. I think this was the last for the week. Yeah, this, this should be the end out the week. So um, I'll catch you all with another post on Monday. All right, guys. Take it easy.